Now today, I'm coming from James 1.12, and I'm going to tell you why uh, the Spirit put this on my heart. It's because, you know, we've just been going through so much in our lives. Since the start of this pandemic, the world has just been tough and dirty, and it's changed so many of us that if you ain't changed, then you must be numb, because it had to change in some way. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man, that's a mean woman as well, who remains steadfast, I love this picture, under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. I'm going to read that again. I'm coming from James 1.12. Blessed is the man or woman, I want y'all to be encouraged today, who remains steadfast, under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Make that beautiful. I'm going to say, I'm coming from uh, the book of James. And it's a small book, and all the books in the Bible are relevant, but this book somehow to me really sits the chest out uh, after everything we've been going through. And even though James is one of the smaller books in the New Testament that you'll find after those four known gospels towards the end of the Bible, it was written by James. Now, I don't know if you know, but I did a little deep research and it says that James was the half-brother of Jesus himself. You can't get no closer. It's fascinating that James and the other brothers really wasn't a part of the initial team that follows Jesus. I started to do a little research on that path. It doesn't appear that they recognized Jesus as the Messiah or their Savior. That's just how I saw it. But their lack of belief wasn't because of what they saw in Jesus, but because of what their religious culture had come to expect about a Messiah. You know how we get when we expect certain things from certain people, and then when they don't portray that, we think they're less than what they are. Watch out there. But Jesus was the king, and it was more than what they had expected. Now, we are told in the gospel accounts that Jesus was raised from the dead. We all know that. He got up. That among the many that Jesus came to, James is one of the few who is mentioned by name. When Jesus, when James saw Jesus raised from the dead, everything became clear. How many of us have to wait for something astronomical to happen in our lives for everything to become clear? Let me break it down, John. You see, the blessed life, getting a crown, coming out of whatever you're coming out and getting your crown, is stuff you have to take. You see, just as Jesus' famous sermon on the mount, begins with the beatitude, blessed are the poor spirit, and so and so on. So James, the brother of Jesus, provides us with his own beatitude. James one twelve is, when you hear the word blessed, what do you think of it? We typically associate blessings with painless existence, and things going as we say they should. Relationships are in place, our finances are good, Jobs, the most fruitful and fulfilling, blessed. And yet, here James is writing to a people, he is writing to a people whose lives aren't going as they hope. How many of you can raise your hands right now, wherever you are, 
and raise your hand and say, you know, my life really ain't so as I hope. Things aren't panning out the way I thought they would. They are being persecuted and oppressed, these people. They are experiencing not merely a trial, but in the words of James, he said trials of various kinds. So what you might be experiencing that uh, giving you headaches or stressing you out might not be a trial of me, but what I might be going through might be a trial for you. Trials of various kinds. Things are far from easy, folks. We've experienced that. We know that. They're complicated and they can get confusing. From the outside, we would never look at the lives of these early Christians that James was writing this letter to and say, hey, they're blessed. Interestingly, James doesn't try to tie their blessing to the removal of trial or the extraction from any type of difficulty, but rather calls them to steadfastness. Listen to these words. Steadfastness and perseverance under the trial because he knows that God still at work and has promised something much greater than this. Now, the, the, the million dollar question, as my father would say, is what did God promise? All right, I'm going to tell you. It says right here in James 1.12. God promised us the crown of life. To those who remain steadfast, steadfast means unmovable, he will reward the crown of life. We hear crown and we immediately think of kings and queens and scepters and golds and thrones. James had a different crown in mind. Let me talk to you. Blessing is a word our culture has overused and misunderstood at times. It's a word that at times has become a joke on social media. New car, blessed. Big house, blessed. And maybe that's not entirely wrong. Maybe you are blessed. However, blessedness has to do with the well-being and life that flows from a favorable position in which one is rightly related to God. We've gotten part of our understanding correct though. We receive good gifts and we recognize that we have some, you know, well-being in life, some status quo. But what we often miss is that those gifts aren't necessarily because of our right relationship with God. Now, how many of you know people who are not following God, not listening to God, and they got a new sports car. Or maybe they live in the mansion on the hill. That's why the promise and the prophets over and over and over have recorded that the wicked can prosper as well. Psalm 73 says, Often it looks to our human eyes like the ones not following God are being blessed. Now, we can't always understand why those not following God is prospering or if it looks like they're getting a crap. They're not getting a crap. Don't be 
love became in humility and frail humanity, he lowered himself for love. He laid aside his glorious kingly crown. He laid aside his glorious kingly crown. I'll say that again. He laid aside his glorious kingly crown and put on a crown of suffering, the crown of gold, the crown of a servant. For love he came in humility and frail humanity. He lowered himself for love. My soul awakened to this life-giving truth. It is when I lower myself and become a servant that I resemble Jesus Christ. For it is only when I wear a servant dress that true joy is coming out with the crown. Get your crown. Get in God. Study His word. Do His will, and your crown of life will be yours. Amen. 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 Amen.